Hello and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Travis Crabtree, who's the president of Swift Filings, a small business that has helped so many other small businesses incorporate their businesses without having to find, hire, and pay high-priced attorneys. And Travis, I think that's wonderful that you started this company because you've been an attorney and welcome to the show, Travis. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I just also discovered that after five years in business, you're already on the Inc. 5000 list. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got there so quickly? Sure. There's often the question, is it luck or is it skill? Is it some combination of of both? And look, I need to be honest, part of it is we're in the right industry. We're in an online business, especially in today's COVID world. That makes things quite a bit easier. But it also, it is that combination of the two. You make your own luck. We really focused for the first couple of years on perfecting this product removing all the hurdles for the customers so they can set up their company very easily. And after we constantly iterated that and got it into a really good space, we then focused our attention on taking care of our employees. And I know most people start with the idea that the customer is always right. And there's some truth to that. But in our view, it's really taking care of our employees because if they're happy, if they're engaged, if they feel empowered, then they will take care of your customers. So that's what we have really tried to do in these last couple of years is is focus on helping our employees, give them the tools and let them help our customers. Well, I heard you say in the last couple of years, so I'm of course curious, did you always know the importance of that? Or was there an aha moment where you were like, I really need to focus on the employees? Yes and no. So at first, given that we're an online company, I'm lucky we've got a really good team. I've got some business partners that are really good at the marketing piece. And others really good at the tech piece. I bring my legal background. And so we kind of had those pieces covered. It was sort of that human capital, like none of us had really managed a large team. And so we had a customer service team and we checked the box. We were answering phone calls and emails and and doing chats, but it wasn't necessarily something we were proud of. And so we had to make a tough decision, but we decided at that point they were remote. Let's bring it all in house. We actually replaced most of the team, kind of a one fell swoop. And we just decided enough was enough. And we wanted this to be, we want to be equally proud of our customer service as we are for the products that we built. And so it was not an easy transition. It was obviously a painful decision, but we ripped off that Band-Aid and more or less started over. And we think it's been a big part of what's led to some of our success. Yeah, it's not always that someone's willing to do that. So what was the turning point? Again, it was, I don't often as an online business, I'm a little different than the flower shop. I don't see my customers very often. So sometimes that's good. That's bad. And and so I didn't necessarily know, I didn't have to face my customers or see them if things weren't going well. And so it was to the point where, yes, again, we kind of just felt like, why are we just checking the box? And we decided that wasn't enough. In no other area of our business did we quote unquote, just check the box. And so we made that decision. We decided we're going to hire a different caliber customer service person. We're going to pay more than other people do. And with that comes expectations. We are going to provide a customer experience that's better than any of our competitors and and better than what you get at when you call. I'm not going to say names necessarily, but, you know, everybody hates to call certain companies and deal with those customer service people. That's that's not what we are aiming for. We wanted it to be a pleasant experience. And we like to say it when we talk about it. 
is I want the customers to be delighted. And so we just decided it was time and ripped off that Band-Aid and started over. So would you say your values drove that decision or was it that you had some, un- I guess, some customers that weren't happy or? If, I mean, a little of all of it. So yes, there were customers that were unhappy. And as an online business, again, it's customer reviews can can make or break you. Ah, yeah. We, we know people go online and read about us. And so there was some, you know, I don't know if you want to call it greedy or selfish reasons to, to improve the business and the bottom line with it. But obviously we looked at the numbers and did some calculations and said, yes, we can spend more on the customer service piece from wages and other costs, but it's it's going to return tenfold. So it was it was a lot of that. Part of it was pride in just making sure, again, I, I wanted to be able to face customers and be proud of what we were providing for the whole experience. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge contribution to share with our listeners because I, I suspect a lot of businesses are tempted to do the online thing and, and outsource. And But if you want to be around for the long term, then you have to have happy employees and customers. So speaking of, then earlier you also said you really focus on making the employees happier. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but it sounds like you have been very successful with that. Again, you're an Inc. 5000 fastest growing firm, so you're doing something right. Have you ever ever struggled as a leader? You said earlier you had never really managed a big team and now you do. Yeah. One of the earliest struggles was coming to the realization that not everybody thinks like me. Not everybody is motivated like me. And of course, I think I'm the greatest person ever at everything I do, right? And so why can't people just do do it the way I do it? Uh, and and there's, it's a blessing, obviously, to bring in people with different mindsets and, and different ways to motivate them. So we've been purposeful about trying to make sure we understand what motivates other people because it's it's not the same for everybody. And that's been a learning curve for myself. That's been a learning curve for our managers. We've just now started to bring in some additional tools like the predictive index to kind of help us bring some science behind that. And so we're still trying to do improvements and still trying to make it better. Yeah. And again, was there a moment where you were like, oh, I have a blind spot about that or or I, I didn't know that? Yes, because I there were some really good employees and they expressed some unhappiness. And I was thinking everything was fine. And, it, you know, it wasn't like a traumatic, I yeah. had to and plead them to stay. But we also started doing some full-scale reviews where there were peer reviews of some of our managers. And so it's just, I can't point to a specific incident where something terrible happened, but taking all of that in made us realize we need to be intentional about that. And so we started taking those steps. Well, I know that early on, your dream was to be a basketball player. And then you ended up in TV and reporting on on sports. But I can definitely sense your commitment to creating a good team environment because, like you said, you may not have had some big dramatic moments. And at the same time, I would say that as a leader, you definitely have been committed to creating a team environment. So as we start to wrap up the show, is there another tip or two that you want to share with new leaders that, or leaders trying to take it to the next level? Yeah. One thing that has become apparent for the last year for us, given what's happened with COVID is like everybody else, those first couple of weeks, we were scratching our heads trying to figure out what's going on. But then we turned it to our customers. We serve, we've, we've helped form 150,000 small businesses and we knew they were hurting. And as an online business, again, I'm pretty fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. But we focused on them and we did a grant giveaway. We were giving away five $1,000 grants. It's not much, but we got such an overwhelming response that we had our employees find ways to help them. So we were hiring the yoga instructor to do a yoga class for us. We actually did, thank God it's not recorded, but we had a, one of our customers was a 
belly dance studio. So we did a <laughs> belly dance class with the team, including myself, which again, thank goodness, I'm recording it. And so we really kind of turn that in, look at the customer, but also find the ways the customers can help us engage with our employees and keep them engaged during this weird time. Mm, wow, that is definitely creative. And it sounds like you also bring fun into the workplace. Yeah, it's not easy these days, but with such a diverse customer base, we've done live stream music, we've done cocktail classes. One of our customers had created a movie, so we did a private, we got a, a pre-screening of a movie. It's not a Hollywood blockbuster by any means, but and got a chance to do a Q&A with the, the guy that made the movie. So we've tried to, tried to take our resources that our customers provide, because we think their success is our success, and use that to keep our employees engaged because we grind it out every day. And it, I'm constantly trying to reemphasize, guys, we're making an impact. And so the more I can get my customers to interact with my employees so that they can see that impact, the better everybody is. Mm, well, I think if people know about your company, they'd want to come work there. And I think you actually have a job opening right now, right? Yes, we're we're growing again, feeling very fortunate and, and we're expanding. We don't have the best use of our data right now. So we're looking for a business data analyst and we're looking for a UI person to continue to make that experience for the customer better through our online. We're looking for improvements to our quality assurance on the customer service side. So we're hiring number of jobs. We're on Indeed and we're on LinkedIn. If people are interested or if you know somebody, please let me know. So we're, we're looking to grow and, and take this to the next level. Fantastic. Well, I certainly appreciate you being willing to come on the show. And to me, it sounds like you're creating an amazing team environment. So thank you again for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. 